Hello and welcome, it's me Rodney Cyrus, this is On and Off The Pitch and today we are looking at the Jose effect, Jose Mourinho at Spurs. How has he been since he arrived? Is his win rate up? Are the players unhappy? And more importantly, are the fans unhappy or are they actually happy? Joining me to talk about Spurs and Jose is the one and only Drew. How are you sir? I'm good. I'm good, Rodney. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. It's been such a long time. And I should actually say it's Drew, founder of Crizzy Media, mentor for BCOMs, doing all good things. You know, get that out there so people understand that you're you're not just talking Spurs. You're busy no, helping no, people. No, you're no, no. I'm a sports producer, long-time sports producer and journalist, ex-BBC, worked a match of the day, football focus, yeah. done all kind of things, man. So... And also trying to help the new generation with BCOMs, so check us out. But um, we no, listen, but yeah. any any BCOM stuff I see, I retweet. So I try and do my bit, and uh, yeah, it's all good when you're trying to help the next generation. But you know, Definitely. we won't we won't hold the BBC thing against you. But everything else is all good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I'm saying, I, I, I apologize to any people who from the BBC who come and listen <laughs> to this. Just it's just banter. Um, right, let's get straight into it. Right. Jose's at Spurs now, and he's been there for uh, quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, were you unhappy when Pochettino left? And are you happy with his replacement? I think those are two connected but separate things. I mean, yeah. Pochettino was an amazing manager for Tottenham. Mm -hmm. um, an amazing manager who didn't win anything, though. An amazing manager didn't win anything, but sometimes winning isn't the only thing I think mm. what Pochettino did is he changed the culture at Spurs you know we were I mean <laughs> I was going to say we were a needy team we were a needy team under him but we were closer under him you know we were a team that was always finishing fifth yeah that was never able to make it that in the big games you knew we were going to lose but under him not only did we play great football in the kind of Spurs tradition but we played winning football. You know, we had some amazing performances, some amazing games and some amazing seasons. You know, if you remember that, those couple of seasons, all right, we didn't win the league, yeah. but we finished third behind Leicester, second behind Chelsea. But if you put those two seasons together, I think we, we would have won the league by about 10 points, mm. you know? Um, and the way that we played under him was absolutely amazing. But what he also had was a certain kind of vibe and spirit that was even bigger than... Than him just being a coach, he was kind of almost like to some of the players and the fans, he was like a father figure, like a big brother. You know, he's he's a very charismatic individual. Um, and I was sad to see the way that he kind of tailed off when we got to the Champions League final, which was absolutely amazing. You know, for some people, that's you know, for a long, long, I mean, we've never got to a Champions League final before. Um, and a few years ago, that would have been fantasy land. But in reality, yeah, league form had been dropping off before then. Um, and so as sad as it was to see him go, and I'm still very sad and many Spurs fans are very sad, I kind of understand that something needed to change. And I think that for a variety of reasons, he's hit the wall at Spurs. Mm. And I think that I also don't know if he wanted to be there anymore, to be honest. Um, and I think that was actually a bigger issue. And so um, the decision was made, ruthless, but Daniel Levy, you know, that's his middle name. Um, and so I said at the time, look, if we're going to get rid of Pochettino in what was the middle of the season, then the next day someone had to turn up. It had to be a big quality proven manager 
and the next day it was Jose. So in that sense, there was a plan. Levy followed it through and it kind of made sense. If you're going to get rid of Pochettino and you look around at who's available, really the two options were Jose and possibly Angelotti, who was still at Napoli then, but coming to kind of towards the end. Um, and so really, Jose was far and away the best option we could have gone for. So in that sense, while a very different type of coach, I was happy that we went for another top-level operator. Yeah. Um, do you know something? I mean, just just to finish off with the Pochettino, because it's, I don't want to dwell on your old manager for too long. I felt the, the Champions League final was almost a moment where some of the players stopped believing in him. And, and, and that might sound a bit bizarre because they had such a phenomenal game in the semi-final to get to the final without Harry Kane, mm. without Harry Kane. And then he buckles, for me, he buckles under pressure to actually put an, an unfit Harry Kane in a team that showed that, that, that they could take on anyone. Um, and Spurs, for whatever reason, during that final, did not play their normal game. They looked disjointed. Harry Kane was no... I, I doubt whether he was 50% fit. You know, but but the, the, the choice that, that Daniel Levy, not Daniel, Pochettino made on that day, I believe it kind of sent kind of waves through the team. You could see then some of the players felt, well, this is our last chance with this deep, you know, with this bunch of players. I might have to move on. And, and, and I don't know whether or not some of them, and this is why the season, this current season, hasn't necessarily kicked on from that where there seems to have been a, a, a drag, mm. a, a sadness even. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, I actually called it before the final. You know, I said that the final was the crowning achievement of that particular squad. Um, and that that was the kind of end of that chapter. Mm. Now, obviously, it would have been wonderful if we won it. But I always felt that that was the kind of end of that um, that cycle. And I think that... I understand why he put Kane in because Kane is a master goal scorer, but at the same time, he played—he he plainly wasn't fit, and I think that that did affect not only our performance, but I think it did have a bit of a, a knock-on in the squad. Um, and I also think for him, Pochettino as well, I think he thought that was the end of the journey in a way. Yeah. I think he hoped if we win—I mean, he said it before the final—if we win, he's probably going to quit. You know, um, post the final, his assistant said that he thought that that was the end. He didn't expect to go back to Spurs again for the next season. And for whatever reason, Pochettino decided to continue. I don't think his heart was fully in it. I think some of the players' hearts weren't fully in it. Mm. And I think we were kind of having this, um, this kind of stagnant limbo situation. And that's kind of how our season was. And that's, I think, the reason why we weren't able to kick on flat, limbo, this kind of stagnation that came across everything. And I think it showed in our performances. And I think that's the reason why, coupled with the fact that in truth, our second half of the season, last season, was pretty poor. And I think that's part of that. I think that's the main reason why Levy thought something needed to be done. And I think also... As, as 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 good a coach as Pochettino was and is, I think there were a few players who maybe weren't a bit tired of him. I think that there are a few players that maybe needed something needs to change. Mm. Uh, and whether that's you clear out half the squad, 
difficult to do um, or whether that's you change your approach again very difficult for a manager to do with the same coaching team or you change the coach yeah you know and usually that's the easiest thing to do um, so I think most Spurs fans are sad to see him go you know Spurs fans still love Poch right now you know yeah. there's, there's, there's still a contingent of Spurs fans that in some respects particularly if you're a younger fan you know I'm, I'm, I'm an older fan I'm in my 40s so I've been supporting Spurs since, in fact, the 1984 UEFA Cup final. This is when I started supporting Spurs. I was only six. But I've been through lots of changes. I've seen my favourite players go, you know. My favourite player growing up was Glenn Hoddle. He left. Oh, Waddle left. You know, Gaza left. Oh. Minica left. During Ginola left. Klinsman came and went in a season. So I'm used to these changes, yeah. you know. Previous to this, I'd say my favourite team was the 87 David Pleat team, you know. Yeah. David Pleat got fired. Terry Venables got fired. You know, but for a lot of younger fans, Pochettino has kind of been the only person they've known. Yeah. Because in relative terms, he was there for a long time. So I think it's it's it's, it's going to take a little while to get used to. Yeah. Um, but I think the consensus among fans is they understand that something needs to be changed. Yeah. Um, whether Jose is the right answer for some fans or for Spurs in the long term is still open for question. But I think definitely at the time and in the situation, he was far and away. He was actually better than I thought we would we would get. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, okay. So Spurs fans are walking around with a small picture of Pochettino in their wallet and purse, yeah. just in case he comes back and they want to recognise him. <laughs> I understand that, but for for Jose Mourinho, who once managed Chelsea, who previously had managed Manchester United, um, CV of a of a, of a bag load of trophies, winners medals. You, you know, Champions League, league. You know, is is he, is he loved by the Spurs fans, or will he ever be loved by the Spurs <clears> fans? I don't think he's loved. I don't think Jose is the kind of guy that would be loved at Tottenham. Partly because of his Chelsea connection, partly because of some of the things he's done in the past. You know, some of the dodging manoeuvres he's done. Um, and partly because he's a very pragmatic coach, you know. Um, even the best Jose is not going to play kind of romantic football that kind of Spurs are associated with. So I don't think he's the kind of manager, kind of manager that Spurs fans have fallen in love with. But I think he brings respect. He brings a certain cachet. He brings a certain, you could say, ruthless way of operating and winning way of operating. And I think that. Spurs fans, I think, are actually recognising that. Um, even in this short period of time, um, are seeing a manager that is... He doesn't he doesn't have the same... He doesn't engender the same love and adoration that Pochettino does, but he does bring a certain degree of um, ruthless efficiency, mm. which you have to respect. Mm. Yeah, do you know, it's really the, the phrase, the romance um, that I kind of linked with, with Jose and, and the Spurs fans. Uh, it, uh, ro romance is, isn't something that Spurs fans really need right now, though, is it? They, they need silverware. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I mean, I think that, <laughs> you know, I think that was the big, I think the big thing, the big sadness for me and a lot of Spurs fans is that we didn't win something on Poch. Yeah. I think if we had of you know, we can look back on this fondly. Um, you know, our silverware, in inverted commas, will be the Champions League final. Um, but we don't have anything concrete 
to yeah. show, you know, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, but in reality, I think that's what Levy, that's why I went for Jose. You know, if you look at the squad, yes, it does need refreshing, which has actually already happened. Um, but we've got a decent squad, you know, and a lot worse squads than us in recent years have won trophies. Yeah. Um, and so there's absolutely no reason, particularly this season, Jose being Jose, there's no reason why, particularly someone like the FA Cup, we can't win that. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if we did, you know. Um because he knows how to win games. Yeah, he, do you know something? It, it would the, the the issue of romance will always come up in terms of Jose managing Spurs. There is this kind of I don't know folklore about the way Spurs, the Spurs way of playing football. And and before you started talking about um, the the modern fan, you you listed some really iconic players: Waddle, Hoddle, you know, Ginola, you know, blessed with flair, you know, in abundance. Uh, some generations that, that will never understand how good Glenn Hoddle was as a player. Um, but but Jose, for me, is, 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 the, is the embodiment of a modern manager who wants to win trophies at all costs in spite yeah. of flair, almost to disregard flair and romance to get the job done. And... Spurs have had a lot of romance. They've had great moments, great moments that they can talk about forever and a day. But those moments don't fill your trophy cabinet. <laughs> you know? It's true. It's true. You know, and I think that, you know, if, if, if I step back from, you know, my love of Tottenham, that is often the two have actually conflicted. That, you know, sometimes the romance gets in the way of, you know, the efficiency you need to win things. You know, particularly leagues, but even cups. Um, and I think that that is something that Jose is very good at. And I think that whatever you, whatever needs to be done to win, mm. he'll do it. Yeah. And he won't care because if he can turn around and say, I won this trophy, who actually does care? You know, <laughs> you know, when you look back, you know, you don't necessarily remember that. I mean, I remember watching you lot, Manu against Liverpool when Cantona scored the winner at the last minute. Yeah. That was a terrible game. It was a very, it was a, it was terrible, a terrible game. game to watch. And everyone was talking about how this game was going to be brilliant. And no, da, 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 da. it was a terrible, it terrible match. Dire. Right, but who cares? Man United don't care because you won. Yeah. And sometimes that's all that matters. Yeah, well, they only showed a goal. Exactly, because the rest of the game was garbage. It was absolute garbage. Absolute <laughs> It was absolute garbage. You haven't got to tell me. I know full you know, well. Even this Champions League final now against Liverpool, that was a terrible match if you step back from it. It was. You know, from both sides. Yeah. We both played rubbish. But yeah. Liverpool fans don't care. They won. Yeah, well, I would say that was probably the worst game that Liverpool played in, in the run-up to the final. Um, yeah. Which is and which is why I kind of go back to that moment in terms of Pochettino taking the wrong decision to bring back... An, a, a, he, wasn't, he wasn't fit enough for the game. And I believe if you had the same formation, same personnel that played in the semi-final, they would have posed that Liverpool team a very different problem. You know, yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Just done, and... Uh, what you had was a very static Harry Kane for um, Virgil van Dijk, who just thought, well, this is great for me. I don't have to kind of turn around and run towards my own goal, which Lucas yeah. Moura would have probably given him more of a, a, an inclination yeah. to do that, but that didn't happen. Um, before we kind of get into the nitty-gritty about, about Jose in, in terms of what's happened since he's, he's arrived, obviously when any manager goes into a team, there's going to be um, comments that come out, but this always seems to be the case when it's Jose. 
So, you know, when he arrived at Manchester United, there was our oh, players are unhappy, they don't like his training methods, blah, 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 blah. Similar thing at Tottenham Hotspurs, you know, where players say they're not happy. There's always the leak, you know, the, the mainstream media have this, this go-to person that says the training regime is no good, it's difficult, you know. And then obviously the players that have moved on, such as Ericsson, who I really like as a, as a player, He's, I always thought he was very good. And then Danny Rose, who's, who's been moved out to mm -hmm. to Newcastle on loan, you know, mm -hmm. you know, for, as a Spurs fan, do you get the impression that the Spurs players are happy with the training regime that they're taking on board what he's asking them to do, or is it are those rumours true? Do you believe them to be true? Well, it's interesting because that rumour came out, and some people, well, a lot of people, um, I don't want Twitter to say you don't know what's yeah. going on there, yeah, but yeah. a lot of people on Twitter seem yeah. to pin it on Danny Rose. Um, mm. which may or may not be true. Yeah, I'm not sure. However, um, what's interesting is in, you know, post that other players came out and said that they were happy, that, you know, they were happy with the training and everything was good. Um, what I would say yeah. is I do see a unity yeah. in the squad yeah. when we're playing, um, you know, when we're scoring goals and winning games, they seem very united to me. Yeah. Um, you know, people are working hard for each other. Um, you know, we've shown a lot of spirit in games where we haven't necessarily played well, but we've got wins and we've, you know, come back against teams a few times. I don't get the impression that the players are unhappy. Yeah. I think some players are unhappy because they're not in the team, which is understandable. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 my vibe is that actually the players are pulling together and they're probably pulling together more under Jose than they were earlier on under Pochettino this season. Um, so I think that that story, a bit exaggerated, um, and I think the difference probably with Jose at Tottenham is at least on the surface, he seems to be happy. Yeah. You know, he's smiling. He came in a very positive vibe. You know, um, everything seems to be on a much more positive tip. Um, and I think that looking at him from the outside, he seems a lot happier at Spurs than he ever did at Manu, for example. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, the impression I get is that things are positive. That's why I feel. That's what, it's funny that, so, you know, obviously the, the Danny Rose comment has come out and then there was another com comment and an article, uh, of, I believe it's from Paul Merson, you know, saying grumpy Jose, he's probably regretting going to Spurs, you know. I mean, look, Paul Merson's a hater. Yeah, well, I, I, normally he, he, he saves his best for Manchester United, but it, it was oh, no, really he hates, good. He hates Tottenham. It was really but good to see, to see the energy going somewhere else for a change. <laughs> um, but... You know, it's it's very difficult for any manager. You know, Pep Guardiola's having a difficult time, you know, of letting people are questioning him. When your team is deemed to be extremely good or you are a very good manager and you have a blip or you go through a period where you haven't necessarily pleased um, individuals, then the minute you don't smile, you become grumpy and people are then starting to add, you know, rumour to things that don't necessarily mean they're true. You know, I just, you know, for me, I'm genuinely, as, a, as an outsider, I'm, I'm thinking, what do Spurs fans take from the comments that are circulating around their club now that Jose is there? Do they kind of latch onto it and go, there's truth to this, or do they kind of just bat it away and go, there's nonsense? I think you've got to take all these things with a pinch of salt. I think that when you're winning and when things are hunky-dory, there's never any complaints, you know? And if you lose a couple of games or you have a couple of dodgy results, then all of a sudden stories start coming out of the camp. 
Mm. Um, I don't think there's been any manager that's universally popular, even when you're winning all the time. Yeah. Even when Pep was winning, you know, and they were winning 100 points, there were players that didn't like him, you know? Yeah. You know, even when Fergie was winning all those trophies, there were players that, there were coaches, sorry, players that didn't like him. Well, Um, exactly. There were teammates that don't like each other. But when things are going well, who cares? They get on. They get the job done as a, exactly. as they as they say they do. Exactly. Uh, um, right. So he's been at the club for a number of uh, months now, uh, coming in swiftly. He's won ten games out of possible nineteen twenty games. Right. Yeah. And I, I would think that's quite. I would believe that's quite good. But there are mm-hmm. some who actually say this isn't good enough. This is Jose Mourinho. He's got a talented squad. But we already know that this squad have been together for such a long time. Mm. they're not giving him enough slack, a little bit of leeway? Look, I think, you know, when he came in, I think we were, I don't know, 12 or something like that. Mm. Um, and we were 10 points off a of fourth place. Yeah. I think we're now fifth, fifth. I think, or sixth. Um, uh, I think sixth four, in the league. Six in the league. I think we're four points off Chelsea. Yeah. Um, I saw something the other day which said that since he's taken over, we're third in the form table behind Liverpool and Man City. Yeah. So in that sense, you know, our form hasn't been 100%, but then nobody else's has been apart from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we're definitely getting better results than we were under Poch. I don't think the football... Uh, I think actually the football is probably of a similar standard because we weren't playing that one under Pochettino. Yeah. Um, I think if you would take a Pochettino team at its best... It would probably play better, but football than a Jose team. Um, but results-wise, we've improved. You know, we've let in a few goals, but I think he's even started to clamp down on that a bit. Um, and I think that this we're all going through a transitional period. You know, even the change we made in the summer, bringing new players. The fact we brought in a couple of players in January. Yeah. All of a sudden, you look at the team, and it's a new team. And I think that's only going to keep changing. Again, yeah. in the summer window. Yeah. So I think that in this period of transition where the players have lost the manager they've known for a long, long time, the squad's a bit stale, integrating new players, having injuries. You know, Lloris was out for months. Uh, Kane has been out and will be out for most of the season. You know, Jasoko, who became an important player, has been out. Yeah. You know, if you look at, for example, the fact that it's a fact that Harrison wanted to leave and he hasn't been given his 100%. Yeah. You know, Danny Rose has been unsettled for two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, at the beginning of the season, all the viral looked like he was going to leave. The Tongans contract's coming to an end. So dealing with all of these different elements, actually, we're actually doing okay. You know, yeah. we're, we're in a good position to strike for fourth place. Um, we're still in the FA Cup. We're still in the Champions League. So actually, I think that criticisms are a bit unjust. You yeah. Know? I think he's done all right. Yeah, do you know something? You you list the players that are injured and the players that are, that were unsettled. They were unsettled while Pochettino was there. Exactly. Yeah, they were unsettled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I think what he did do is, if you look at the beginning of the season, you would look at, all right, for Tongan, contract coming to an end, what's going to happen? Or the viral seemingly contract coming to an end and he wants to leave. You've got Danny Rose, who's wanted to leave for quite a while. You've got Erickson, that wants to leave. Um... That's quite a lot of players. And what he's done is he's come in, all right, Alderweireld signed a new contract, so he's now secured. Yeah. Danny Rose left. Uh, Ericsson's left. Fatongan, 
possibly really due to the fact that his form's dropped off a bit, is now more of a squad player than a first team player. Mm. So all of a sudden, that kind of uh, lack of unity is, is, is kind of dissipated, yeah. you know, and that's a lot due to what Mourinho's done. Yeah, do you know, yeah. I'm, it, 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 to be honest, I looked at the last game that Spurs played with the time and I, and you know, they, uh, for me, there was a sign of a player that realised my legs have gone. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. You know, he came off and he yeah. looked devastated. To be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. He looked like he was close to tears on the bench. Um, yeah. He's been a wonderful player for Spurs. Wonderful Lovely. player, fantastic, fantastic, you know? professional. In terms I'd of still yeah. maybe give him another year, but if he is going to stay, he'd be a squad player now. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't no. think he's a first player anymore. Well, well, you know that they say Jose doesn't like the youth. And he only wants old men, so the Tottenham should be very, very happy <laughs> indeed. Which is... Well, he might, he might. But then even that has changed slightly because even that kind of notion that Jose doesn't play young players and da 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 da, he's brought through Tanganga. Yeah. I mean, where did he come from? Exactly. And this is a guy who I saw in pre season. He looked quite good. He played one game against Colchester when we got knocked out in the, in the League Cup. Mm. But apart from that, he wasn't involved in the punch. Now he's he's a regular first teamer, you know, and that's a guy that when I say he hasn't come from nowhere, but you know sometimes you get these young players who are kind of praised as being you know generational talents. That's not Tanganga, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's 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 kind of come through through hard work, through dedication, yeah. um, and and he's earning his place, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. He's got um, you know he's trusted Winks a lot recently. He's been playing really really well, yeah. uh, you know, as a young player. Um, even someone like the Celso is only 23 you know he's now a mainstay of the team we brought in you know Stephen Bergvine who's like what 21, 22 so and Gerson Fernandez. yeah Gerson Fernandez again who's what 21 something like that yeah 21 Uh, you know he gave Troy Parrott his Premier League debut he was 17 Um, so maybe doesn't like the youth yeah exactly might not quite be true at Spurs yeah might not be true do you know what I, I kind of knowing that we're going to talk about Jose and Spurs and I thought okay let me see what I can look at in terms of that was slightly different everyone says that Jose is really defensive they say style of football doesn't have flair isn't defensive and there was one particular site that provided me with all of the formations that he's used since he arrived which was quite useful really He's, um, Spurs have played under Jose a 4-2-3-1, which seems to me quite attacking. He's used that formation seven times, right? A 3-5-2, he's used that three times. 4-4-2 twice, and a 4-3-3 three times. Now, a 4-2-3-1 doesn't sound defensive to me. No, I mean, I think, for me, formations only tell half the story. Yeah. So I think that the way that we set up isn't defensive. Um, and I think particularly early on, he was kind of, <laughs> I don't know if this was by accident or design, Yeah. he kind of was like, well, let's try and score more than the opposition. Um, so there was a few games where we had kind of high scoring results and we were letting in a few and scoring a few and that kind of thing. I think what is true about Jose, and this is particularly in the bigger games, is he does tend to set up in a more conservative fashion, mm. um, particularly compared to Pochettino. You know, when we played, for example, Man City under Poch or Liverpool under Poch, we would try and go toe to toe with them. Sometimes it ended painfully <laughs> because we weren't able to compete with them. Under Jose, we played much more defensively. We played much more on the break. 
Um, we've tended to let them have the ball, particularly those better teams, yeah. um, which is a different kind of approach. Um, I don't know how that's going to work long-term with Spurs fans mm. because I think that we don't mind doing that at this kind of stage because we recognise we're in the transition. But if we're still doing that next year or the year after, I think that's going to be a problem. Uh, uh, do you know what? With that, right, imagine if you did use it next year or that kind of style, but you uh, had the FA Cup trophy in your... That's a different thing. Do you know what I mean? Okay, right. That's a different thing because yeah. it's a bit like, for example, we played that way against Man City, you yeah. know? And there were times in the first half in particular we were hanging on. Yeah. But we won 2-0, great result, everyone's happy. Yeah. You know? We played that way against Liverpool and we lost. So it's not quite the same vibe. But yeah, look, if we win the FA Cup, let's say for argument's sake. Yeah. It's different because then you've got, you know what I mean, you've got points in the bag. You know what yeah. I mean? You've got um you know, you've got something to show for it. Yeah. You know. Um, but I think you do need to have that. You know, you do need to win those games. If you're gonna go into them and play defensively against those bigger teams, we need to win. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what um again, he's been um Accused or Spurs have been labelled a long ball team um, since Jose's arrived. He, he tries not to play out from the back, mm-hmm. um, which I suppose, from my point of view, I look at it and I think, well, if this team has played one particular way for so long, sometimes they need to learn the basics of football, the mm-hmm. rudimentaries, where sometimes a long ball or a long pass is the best thing, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get the opposition turned the other way if you have quick players. Mm. Uh, I, I kind of jokingly label um, Spurs sometimes Harry Kane FC because they only seem to want to play one way. Um, <laughs> do you know, and when he's not, and when he's injured, which has been, you know, annual, an annual thing, yeah. there is the, 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 the key thing that, that mainstream media pundits always say, oh, we need a striker. And this is the key word they use, who is willing to come in and and play second fiddle. They never just say, "Oh, Spurs need a strike, another striker." They always yeah. add the word "willing," yeah. as if to say that no matter what happens, Harry Kane is going to be the first choice. And I, I believe with Jose, he has, from what I've seen, he's told Lucas Moura, "You're going to you're going to start. You're going to be you're going to start. You're going to get mm. game time." He looks keen and he looks he looks hungry. Mm. Lacelso looks like a different player than the player that I saw. Mm. It just looks. He just seems to have more energy about him, mm. Mm. Um, you know. And, he, and he's and he's actually said, right, this is what we're going to do when we need to do it. Now, the the game against Southampton, when the FA Cup game, when you know Spurs weren't playing their best football, and then mm. all of a sudden Spurs were going, they were going long and long and long, and all of a sudden they started stringing passes together. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, they, it's not as if he's told them don't do it. He's just asked them to do something else so that they don't have a familiar pattern of play so that they can change things up. And I, for me, that's, I look at it and I think sometimes you have to do that in football. You can't just play one way because when you get an opposition that sits deep or either presses high, you need to have a way that you can actually deal with what they're, they, they're actually putting forward in terms of a formation. Mm-hmm. The, the, I'm looking at it and I might be wrong. Spurs players will no doubt benefit from being able to say, right, we can go short here or go long. We know what to do and when we need to do it. And because they've played this controlled passing game for so many years on the Pochettino, maybe it's just kind of like, this is what you can do sometimes. I'm not mm. asking you to do it all the time, but you can do this. Yeah, I mean, I think under Poch, we definitely always play, like, say, that very 
strong possession based, always out from the back. Um, even when it didn't make sense, even when teams were pressing us high, super yeah. high, we'd always try and play up from the back and sometimes get into difficulties. Yeah. Um, and then when Jose first came in, we were playing it long a lot, um, probably a bit too much. Mm. But I think recently he settled into an equilibrium where we mixed it up. And I think that's actually come from him putting a Celso in central midfield um, and also pairing him with Winks together. He tried to put Dyer in initially. Mm. It didn't really work. No. Um, I don't know what's happened with Dyer, but, you know, his form's tailed off, his fitness tailed off. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he might be somebody that we might look to move on in the summertime, um, unless he wants to go and play central defence again. Um, but I think that since he's put the Celso and Winks in central midfield together, that forces you to play through the middle, you know? Yeah. And then, particularly since Harry Kane has been injured, we can't go long anymore because... Moore has been playing down the middle mostly. He's not going to win it in the air. Yeah. Um, Son, although taller, isn't particularly good in the air. Yeah. So you kind of you have to play on the deck. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think that combination of mixing up has worked, um, and it's worked well because yeah, we can turn teams around because when you've got you know Son, Moore, Bergvine now, these are players that will destroy you with pace. You know. Um, but we've also got people who can play through the middle. You know, if you look at Winks, if you look at the Celso, if you look at Ndombele, these are guys that are actually really, really good on the ball who can make things happen. And I think there's there's actually nothing wrong with doing with mixing it. That's mm. that's actually the best teams mix it up. Yeah. Um, and um, and so I think that's actually a good way of doing it. Um, I think there were times where we did go a bit too long at times, but I think we've kind of settled down now into we're getting to the. It, it, into a nice mix, I think it's actually working at the moment. Yeah, do you know what? I, I, for me, it's always good to, that a team can sometimes go go long and, and, and you know. And I'll say this: some fans in the in the modern age, they only want to see the beautiful. Sometimes you have to just go long. Mm, you know, sometimes, sometimes you do. You, you know. Have, and I mean, if you look to... at if you look at last season in the Champions League, yeah, you know the way that we came back, particularly against Ajax. And also, even against Man City, yeah, was to knock it long to, to Fernando Llorente. Uh, uh, yeah, you know exactly, and, and particularly how... Ajax couldn't deal with Llorente at all. Well, they had know? no idea, you know, with yeah. the the sixty to ninety million pound defender. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he'd, he'd never did, seen, he'd, he'd never, never he'd, you know, the Ajax wave. Like, what is this? Why is the ball in the air? What, what is <laughs> this? What are you doing to me? You know, exactly. um, another uh, so something that I kind of I thought, oh, let me have a look at Jose's win rate against other teams and uh, would you guess the team that he's he's won the most or close to the, the top the, the most games against no idea but I'd, I'd it's probably going to be something weird yeah. so I'm going to guess Man City uh, no he's, he's won uh, he has a win rate of like 10 uh, 10 games over them Spurs Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was quite fun. I thought really. <laughs> no, but honestly, I mean, look, I would say that for me, I think Jose actually passed his peak. I yeah. think his peak was a few years ago. But I think one of the things that was always true about him mm. when he was at Chelsea, when he was even at Manu, um, was that when we played, he's that guy that can get those results. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we play like we played you two, three years ago in the FA Cup. Semi-final. Yeah. We're a better team than you. We should have beaten you. Yeah. And we went a goal up and we were playing well. And then he found a way to turn it around. 
you know? And that I think was that I think was the gap. Because I always used to say this. I, I have a very good friend of mine who's a Spurs fan. And I used to say to him that if we had Jose at that time, we would have won trophies. Well, uh, let, let's just say that for me, um, when Sir Alex Ferguson left, they gave the job to the wrong guy. That was the time. That was the time Jose should have got the job. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a difficult one, you know, because I think when and this is this is one of the things that Jose has to deal with. When a really loved manager leaves, yeah. the next coach always has a problem, yeah. you know. And I think even if it was Jose or Pep or whoever who came in after Alex Ferguson, it would have been a difficult job. Yeah. It would have been a difficult job, you know. And I think you guys are still having that hangover now. Well, let's just say Manchester United fans are punch drunk. Um, <laughs> and, and this isn't about Manchester United. Let's be clear. We're talking yeah. about Jose, the Jose effect and Spurs. There's a few other things I want to I wanna put to you before we kind of uh, wrap things up a little bit. When I looked at the, 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 the league, I thought, you know, in terms of win rates, in terms of um, Spurs are seventh in the league in terms of most wins, which mm -hmm. is not bad. Um, they're fourteenth in the in the league in terms of losses again, which is not bad. Uh, fifth in the league for the amount of goals that have been scored, again mm. not bad. Eighth in the league considering that they're with him they're meant to be long ball for passes, most passes. <laughs> which is again you know kind of the when you look at it you think well it can't be it, the whole long ball theory can't be true all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bottom of the league for clean sheets. I don't know if that's bottom or top, but you know it's just you know. The least clean sheets. Yeah. Probably yeah, is yeah. the least clean the sheets. Least actually, least yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously then six in the Premier League. So for when you look at those kind of, you know, those facts and figures and, and where where Spurs are right now with Jose, obviously, you know, people are still gonna question whether or not he's at the top of his game or if he's on the way down or whether that you know, him at Spurs is the right fit and you know, will it end in tears as it has previously and I'm sure everyone that, that loves, I mean, he's loved and loathed because they want him to be around, but they also want to criticise him the same, in the same way as, as well. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I've got this feeling that he might just be the, the, the manager that that hangs around a little bit longer than people expect at Spurs. And do you, I, I, mean, mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm look, wrong. I think that all of this hanging around thing is outmoded. You know, in, 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 in modern football now, that's not going to happen anymore. Do you know what I mean? I think England always has this 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 kind of fascination with the Fergies, the Busbys, yeah, the you know, the Bill Nicholsons, the guys that are at clubs for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You know, Wenger. Those days are over. It's not happening anymore. No one's going to stay at a club that long. I think if you get five years, like someone like Poch was at Spurs five and a half years. Yeah, that's the longest you're going to get. Yeah, that really is. And in truth, most coaches, you're going to get three years. If they're doing well, you know, it's a bit like Fergie he ended up being there for 20 whatever years. Yeah. But I remember when all Man United fans wanted him fired. Yeah, but, yeah you know well, I mean? uh, yes, I remember there was that. a clamor. I, I remember those words very, very well. And I remember then, until recently, yeah. there were some Liverpool fans saying, Oh, is Klopp really the right guy? He hasn't won anything yet. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. So, so, in all honesty, if you don't win things after a couple of years, there's going to be a movement to get you out. You know, and even if you do win things, you know, what? How long are you really going to do? If you do five years, you're doing well. So I think, look, I think Mourinho knows the game. He's been around the block many times. I think he's thinking in his mind, 
you know, this is a kind of foundation season. He came in halfway through. He kind of couldn't lose this season. Mm. You know, if we finish, if the, se- if the season finishes now, he can say, well, you know, I came in and we were nowhere near. We did okay. Da, 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 da. Finished top four, he's a hero. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think his plan will be to, what he's been doing, looking at the squad, changing it around, refreshing it a bit. And then I think he's going to try and push on hard next season. And then I think he would see the season after that as possibly being almost his last season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as in that should be then the time that Spurs are winning, or if they're not winning, he's probably going to leave. And I think that's how the game goes now. And so I don't expect him to be Spurs manager in five years' time. You know? Like I said, if he's Spurs manager in three years' time, I'll be surprised. And that's not because he won't have succeeded or will have succeeded. I just think that's how coaching is now. Wow. That, that's a, that, that, that in itself is quite a short window, but I understand what you mean. And, and uh, you know, there are uh, uh, some clubs who would probably bite the Spurs' arms off to get Jose, even though they say that he's, he's, he's toxic. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know about the toxic thing. Look, yeah. I mean, he's, he's still early days, I suppose. And what usually happens with Jose is he'll do a couple of years and then things will start to go wrong and he'll start to argue with people and da 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 That may happen. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, I'd actually say things are actually quite positive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the vibe is positive. I think the players are playing for him. I like the direction the squad is taking with, you know, the new signings coming in and some of the younger players coming through. Um, and also, sorry to go back to something you said a couple of minutes, a little while ago, yeah. although we didn't get anybody. Yeah. One of the things that's held Spurs back is not having another striker, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that if we had another top quality striker, we would have achieved more. Because as yeah. great as Kane is, you can't have one striker. I don't know any team at any level, even pub teams, yeah. have more than one striker. Yeah. Um, do you know what? But we've talked and we've covered a lot. And I want to get, and, and the thing is, I kind of teased a little bit when I said Kane FC. And, that, and that's because this whole kind of you know, relying on one person is, is not necessarily good. And it, I, from my point of view, I believe it has held Spurs back uh, because they've so. not been able to kind of use a, an alternative way of going about trying to win games. Yeah. Um, if, you know, just and, and, and as, as a final thing, what would success look like for you as a Spurs fan um, with Jose right now? They're, they're six in the league, as you said, still in the Champions League, still in the FA Cup. What would it? What would success look like for you? Would you be happy to be outside of the top four and no trophy, or would you expect a trophy? Look, I want it all. I want a Champions League, FA Cup double, and Spurs to finish top four. Let's see. No, <laughs> that's what I want. But in reality, <laughs> that's what I'd love. But in reality, no, honestly, um, I think we can finish top four. If we don't finish top four, I won't see that as a failure. Um, but I think we can finish top four. Um, I think we can win the FA Cup. Um, Champions League, no, it's not going to happen. Um, but I think, look, if we won the FA Cup, finish top four, that would be an absolutely amazing season. If we did one of them, that would still be a very, that would be an excellent season. You know, if you were going to ask me which one I chose, yeah. I'd choose the FA Cup over top four, just because it's time we won a trophy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think it would be great if we could if we could actually win something. That'd be that'd be amazing. Yeah, uh, to be honest, and uh, 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 you know, to add to you, I believe it would be amazing because uh, uh, no longer would anyone be able to use the word Spursy if it is such <laughs> a word, you know. But uh, no, 
Um, I, I can understand and totally agree because I know that you know any fan that wants their their team to to choose between a, a trophy or top four, they have to look at the actual silverware in itself and say we may not get this chance again. We've got to take it. So uh, yeah, yeah, and also I think winning creates a winning culture. In, indeed, it, de indeed, it does. Win one thing, you want to win again. Exactly. You know? and, and I think that has a domino effect, and that's what we need. Exactly. It was brilliant. Well, Drew, thank you very much for joining me on this uh, uh, podcast, which is all about the Jose effect and Spurs. Um, it's been far too long. <laughs> we've, got, we've got to do this again. Yeah, yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. do this again. No, no, it's, it's, it's always good talking with you. Uh, yeah, you know, so. and, and, and the next time I see you at an event, I'll try and make sure I say hello as well, because I saw you, <laughs> and I thought, yeah. he's so busy. He's yeah, so... no, I was working, I saw you as well, I was working, I thought, wait a minute, is that Rodney? <laughs> yeah. I was kind of in the mix, so no. I couldn't really stop, to be no, honest. No, no, but it's no, no. good stuff, it's all good stuff. Definitely, we have to catch up soon. Yeah, definitely. Okay, everyone, um, please leave a like, comment, and share. And uh, if you have any questions for myself or Drew, because he's a Spurs fan, you might think, what the hell am I doing talking to someone who supports that club? Send them in anyway. And until next time, I'm Rodney Cyrus, and this is On and Off The Pitch. I'll see you soon. Bye for now.